self-awareness is huge. I think that season brought it up to me and really just put it in my face of just like, hey, yeah, this is a crappy situation, Adam, but you're not totally innocent. Like how you've ran for the last decade is caught up with you. And what's it like to be on the other side of you? Hey everybody, welcome to the 10,000 Minute Podcast. My name is Tim Timmons. We've got... I'm Chris. Chris Cleveland. We've got... Moy. Moy Donise, and that's M-O-I. And your favorite. Not... Let's face it. My favorite. Uh, my mom's, I was fishing for, for yeah. a compliment, but thanks guys. Let's be honest. What would this podcast be without you? It's <laughs> not on the air. That's for sure. Okay. It's true. Do they call it, do they say that? On the air? <laughs> we need I? a red light. <laughs> on air. Yeah. Um, yeah, on our Friday things that Moy and I have been doing these Friday, yeah, you know, hangouts. Them, I just on, don't come. That's no, okay. You're doing great. Okay. Um, but everybody's basically like, yeah, Tim, that's great. Thanks for saying that. But why don't you, Moy, what, what else Moe, do you have do to you say? Do you have some, like, actually insight for us? Yeah. Sweet Mo. <laughs> what does Mo have M-O-E? to say? <laughs> what? Okay, so uh, speaking of Moy, oh, that's, yeah. That's my Siri. Yeah, well, on Siri, if you say, hey, he's called Moy, it'll say, you mean Moy? Very yeah. fancy. Uh, this week, we've got a guy named Adam Weber from the Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who is very good looking. I mean, I'm just, I'm going to put that out there. Right, right. Much so, because it's lo- like looking in a mirror for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, it really was, guys. It was kind of crazy. Um, so, yeah. So he's bald, like hot, which is a synonymous. Those are the same, same words. <laughs> so much to unpack. Yes. Yeah. So much to unpack. <laughs> um, but he did, you guys, if you are... Um, wanted to be more like Jesus. He did have a great recommendation. Does have a great recommendation. The skull blade. Well, Again, it's or, not called it? the skull blade, guys. <laughs> but if you watch the the show today, you will know the true name of this product. Gosh, I'm I'm thinking about it. Paid for this? No, no, no. We but need to do, do it. know what your Father's Day present's gonna be. <laughs> really? Too good. Uh, anywho, um, so we do talk about that. No, we uh, we get into some really great stuff. We mm-hmm. talk about being on autopilot. What's that look like in relationship? Yep, what it does to our soul, um, pulls us out from being present with people, what it looks like to love people well. Ooh, so if you have mm-hmm. trouble with being intentional with people, this is a great episode. And I, what I thought was fascinating was that he is actually, it kind of actually comes natural to him. Mm-hmm. Right. Like even just just people and he's you know, he mm-hmm. loves people and he's fun. But even him, he was having trouble with that. So I was thinking this is good for anybody who's trying to figure out how do I be more intentional just mm-hmm. with humans. Uh, hey, thank you for you guys who are uh, supporting 10,000 Minutes. You can always do that. Go to 10,000minutes.com. Thank you so much just for giving every month. Mm-hmm. It helps us do what we're doing. Thank you. Hopefully it's encouraging to your soul. Um, that's one thing. Also, if you want to like, subscribe, follow, share. share. Mm. What else? Tic Tac? I don't know. Join our Instagram lives. Come through, please. On Fridays. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, we love, we want to hear more from you Mm because it's really helpful for us to know what you're dealing with, what you're going through, and just to know you. So Mm -hmm. um, anyways, without further ado, Ado. gosh, where does that come from? Who knows? It's like moi. It's French. (laughs) Yes, I am French. That's where my (laughs) name comes from. (laughs) Or just my name being French Bulgarian. a thousand times. French Bulgarian. Okay. Um, anybody, anybody's, anybody's, <laughs> you guys enjoy this next episode with Adam Weber. 
Okay, everybody, welcome to the 10,000-minute podcast. My name's Tim Timmons. I've got Chris Cleveland. <laughs> Yo. Hot updo today. Oh, it's always up. Yeah, it's a hot updo. It's wow. either this or your your buzz. That's well, it. You know, I have been noticing a lot of guys lately coming to me saying, hey, I came your way. I, I haven't gone all the way yet. They've, they're just using <laughs> that. They're like, way, a, like a a one or two or something. Yeah, they're just doing the one, and they're yeah. just they're nervous to go all the way. And Adam, we'll get to you in a second, because I can tell that you, I don't know if you're He's the same guy. He's not afraid, baby. Are you afraid? <laughs> a bold one. Amoy Denise to my right. Yeah, I am not bald. No, but you're yes. not. And my hair is not up. Luscious locks. Thank you, guys. Luscious. It's actually extra frizzy, but I do appreciate you seeing me? Yeah, that was my name in high school. And my potential. Yeah, Luscious Lux. Seems, seems right. <laughs> oh, I thought it was Frizzy. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, I actually did have long hair in high school. <gasps> How long? Yeah, don't worry about it. Maybe you guys should stop giving me crap. Wow. Uh, We're just trying to invest in you, I'm Tim. here for you, yeah. man. I had Luscious Lux. Le- old, they all call, called me Old Luscious Lux Timmons. No, yeah. no. O-L-L-T. Nice. We have a guest today. <laughs> yeah, we do. yeah, we have a guest in front of us. Let's Speaking of luscious, luscious locks, uh, we've got Adam Weber, everybody. Ooh. Yes. Excited the, to be here. So the, excited to the be The fans here. went wild. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and Adam, you've got luscious locks as well. Mm-hmm. I do. I'm. I have no luscious locks up there. I just recent. I just recently. I've been telling every balding man yeah. I know. Yes. I just recently got a, a thing called the skull shaver. Whoa. That, whoa. Could, that takes it down to like. Is it basically in the? Sh- is it in the shower? There. Is it the thing that you, you? Yeah, you can use it in the shower. I don't, but okay. I. I've normally for like the last ten years have just used the clippers, which gets it pretty low. Yeah, you're yeah. one. And then I. <laughs> then I saw, I, I was, yeah, basically not even a uh, no guard, just yeah. take it down. Yeah. yeah. But this skull shaver, I'm not, I I, I should get income from this. Was but this like a social I've, I've media this, ad? It's, did they get you or did you? Great call. No, a buddy of mine had it. He was like, look at this thing. And I had uh, never seen anything like it. So I searched and got one myself nice. and I love it. So, so it's, my, it's an actual my, razor. It's a, like a electric razor that you usually use on your face, but specifically designed for the top of your head. So I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna. I think I've seen this, and we just need to reach out for a little sponsorship. Just, just a case. little bit. Duh. Just there we go. But does product. it go all the way down to the skin, or do you still have a little stubble? It goes all the way okay. down to the skin. Okay. Like it's it is definitely like close friends of like have you started like bicking the top yeah. of your head and I'm yeah. like no I'm I don't have wow I don't okay, want so to I need to point people towards this because all you fellas just check the show notes you know? yeah what's it, what's it called the skull skull blade just got the, the, the skull, skull shaver skull, skull shaver <laughs> skull blade that's that's what we're gonna come up with that was my nickname in high school skull yeah, blade okay. yeah. Okay, we're now we're just reaching, guys. Okay. Uh, well, everybody, if you're not if you're listening and not watching this, um, mm-hmm. Adam and I could be brothers from another mother. I, Possibly, I or the that same phrase. mother, yeah. or the yeah. same mother. Yeah, could yeah, be the same. Yeah, and let's just keep cousins. it right there. Could cousins. just be cousins, Distant, different dimensions. Cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody, Adam is a dancer, and we'd love for you to talk just about some of your. Uh, newest moves. <laughs> oh my gosh. He's, a, he's gone I, viral on TikTok. That's why we have no, him here. No, 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 no. Oh, furthest thing from a dancer. I have no that's dance moves whatsoever. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I don't know what we're going to talk about today. It's this the is... other Adam Weber. <laughs> oh, oh, dang no. it. J slash K. Um, Adam, I've just seen you online on the interwebs, um, on the Instagrams, and I just appreciate the things that you say. And I just oh. reached out going, dude, come on and hang out with us for a little bit. 
Yeah, no, I've been following you for a while myself and yeah, just have a mutual appreciation. I got next to nothing figured out in life. And yeah, I've been here. I'm a long time born and raised South Dakota and was away for just a few Mm -hmm. years uh, when I got got my master's. But yep, uh, I'm a pastor. As I told the guy who was trying to sell me a kid's book at 10 o'clock last night in front of my house, I'm the last guy who ever thought I'd be a pastor. Um, But yeah, uh, just here in Sioux Falls, I'm a huge fan of Sioux Falls. Hmm. Yeah, got next to nothing figured out, as I said. I love that. Okay. So why, why did you never think you were going to be a pastor? And what does that mean today? Like, how does that make you feel today doing this? Uh, well, so the guy, the, his 19 year old, uh, fella, I'm the last person who ever thought they'd be a Christian to start with. Um, I grew up, uh, in the church, uh, Lutheran, all my extended families, Catholic in my earliest memories of life, not just church are me hating church and trying to fake illness as a three-year-old, four-year-old trying to not go to church. Um, So had a definitely a a change, a heart change uh, later on in high school. And then still, I just never saw it as how I'm, I'm kind of an entrepreneur heart love. I just, I'm just fascinated by, by business in general. And so I got my business marketing degree in college and I always thought I'd do Hmm. some just different things, whether it's generosity or just looking to bless people through a business. I'm like, I always thought it'd be so cool just to, to have a place where it'd be like just different, uniquely run business. And, and then the summer before my senior college through the craziest of circumstances, I filled in for a pastor. I was 21 years old and, um, filled in for a pastor against my will and within the first week, there was three ladies in that church that had terminal cancer. Hmm. And I've always been a person who just, I just don't like surface conversation. I really like, Hey, how are you doing? Yeah. And it's okay if you say it sucks right now. Yeah. Like yeah. I've just always, when you got terminal cancer, the fluff leaves your vocabulary. I mean, you just say exactly what you feel, whether you're scared or angry or whatever. And I, just that first week meeting those three different ladies who are my mom's age or older, I'm like, man, this is such a legit thing that you would care to even meet and hang out with me yeah. uh, with such a joy. Mm-hmm. And so I, I knew I was supposed to be a pastor, honestly, that first week. But even now, I've been a pastor for coming up on 16 years, and I still wrestle with it. Of just like, if I just don't, I still don't feel like a pastor. I'm such a work in progress mm-hmm. in every way. Like, even just last night, I'm just like, man, you still are broke. Like you're just broken. And I, I, you know, just seeing my own shortcomings just grieves me just seeing that the parts of me that don't look much like Jesus. And, um, and so, yeah, it's been a a journey, but just, I continue to be amazed that God can use anybody. And so uh, that is me. If anybody needs to be encouraged, just look no further than this guy. Cause I got, I got nothing figured out. So (laughs) totally. Totally. And that's what we wanted to talk to you about. Um, a lot yeah. of your people have been calling us having oh boy. Here uh, we go. a lot of things to say <laughs> oh about gosh. you. Um, this isn't too so, rough, man. <laughs> so Betty from Sioux Falls said Adam <laughs> is a total. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so why do you have the shirt kind on? And I, you know, you, you're, I, I'm curious about how we love people. Well, that's kind of what I wanted to lean into you about because you, in your book, love has a name. And the stuff that you talk about, there's a lot about loving people well. And even on your bio, you talk about loving people well. And so I see kind right there. So I'm just curious, like, what, what, is this, what does this look like? Why are we not kind? And what's it look like to be kind? 
Oof, man. So the, the shirt is uh, some random thing I did a few years back to raise uh, money for a school in Haiti. So that, that's, that's where the Strong. shirt came from, Strong. but um, no loving people. Well, so uh, the book, the book, when I, when I wrote it, I was coming out of uh, the hardest season of my life. I went through a hard uh, situation here at the church leadership wise it's always come naturally for me to care for people. Like genuinely, I'm just it, the, the kid last night, he literally at nine o'clock, nine 30 at night might've been a bit even later. I'm talking with my neighbor and this kid stops at the end of my sidewalk. Hey, uh, I want to talk with you. And my neighbor walked away because he didn't <laughs> want to talk with this perfect, guy. Perfect. So he, he's like, he's like, have fun with that. Oh and I'm gosh. like, dude, I'm like, come on up here. Yeah. And he's like, uh, you know, like he's almost shocked that I want to talk with him first. Yeah. And then I'm like, hey, grab, grab a seat. And at first he didn't even grab a seat because I think he was like, this is not how this works. And was he selling books? Boy. Is that what he was doing? He was selling books. And um, so I just genuinely, I just want to know his story. I'm like, yeah. how old are you? And what are you doing selling books that it's dark out? Right. And so I've always been naturally just curious from people and. I've naturally had a heart for the person who doesn't fit in. Uh, I don't know if this is weird to share, but I was not the, uh, in elementary school, it was really, really hard for me. Mm. was picked on, all this kind of thing. And so I've always had a heart for that kid who didn't fit in. Mm. And uh, so it's, again, it's come naturally for me, but a few years back, went through this horrible situation. And for the first time in my life, I didn't want to love anybody, mm. nobody. I wanted to love my wife, my kids, a few close friends, and that's it. I mean, I, I would, I didn't want to be a pastor. I, I was so fried from people and hurt and yeah. I just didn't want to love anybody. And it's like, well, uh, uh, Adam, you're following me and I'm, I'm telling you, you need to love everybody. And so it's like, what does that look like for the first time in my life? I don't want to love anybody. And so I had to really figure it out, like see what that looks like. And so I've been on this journey since then of, okay, how do I love people? And I, I just don't want to. And for, for me, how, how do you love people? Well, uh, I think it's just noticing people, mm. you know, the kid last night, he told me his name 17 different times. I legitimately asked him five times at least, and I still couldn't figure it out. Yeah. But I, I think he was shocked that I just cared about him. That you were trying. I offer, yeah. I offered him a bottle of water. I, I started asking him about his you know, his family, I asked him about, and you could just tell he got up and he's like, man, thank you so much for this. This like, and, and I, I think just noticing him and also, uh, but I don't always do it well. There um, uh, something I grieve a couple of months ago, uh, we were, we were purchasing something with a company and um, as a church, we've been working on this, this purchase or whatever. And uh, we we're at this business and the, the person's like, Oh, this is actually our CEO. Like you should, you should yeah. meet him. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, he's busy. This is a big company. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, Hey, Hey man, nice to meet you. And he's like, thanks so much for doing business. I'm like, no, that's, that's no problem. And a part of me was like, you should ask him how he's doing. But yeah. I was like, ah, he's busy. Like he doesn't need this Yahoo asking about yeah. like how he's doing. Yeah. And it's a public thing. So I'm not sure anything I shouldn't literally three nights later, I got a text message from the staff person that was with me. Hey, just wanted to let you know that person took their life. Oh my uh, gosh. The right. guy that you met. Right. And I'm like, what? And I was like, are you sure it was that? And he's, yeah. Like the person that mm. they, we got introduced to, 
And it just broke my heart, you know? And so, uh, whether it's a neighbor kid dropping his bike Mm. off in front of him, coming to my house or this guy, like there's something powerful about being like just seen. Yeah. Mm. And I, and I think the, the person, the teenage kid, as much as the CEO is just longing to be seen. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the kid just did not be like, feel like he's a nuisance, but you know, the CEO, like, no, I don't want anything from you. Like, I'm not asking for money. Right. I'm not asking Discount. for a hookup with yep. some connection that you got. Yep. Like, I just want to get to know you. Yes. Like, how are you doing? Yes. And so I think when you just see somebody, there's just like, uh, it makes that person feel loved. I don't want to get all pastorish here. Uh, in the, I think it's one of the Johns. So John's writing these letters and he says, when we love one another, uh, his love is made perfect within us. Mm. And I, I, it's so cool. So I've been on this journey of like mm. trying to intentionally love people and all this kind of stuff. And I don't know what it is, but it almost is addicting. It's like contagious. Like something I've realized is when I'm restless, Hey, Adam, why don't you go serve somebody, love somebody? Cause for some reason, when you do that, like it gets you out of yourself. And for some reason you just feel at peace or you feel like a sense of love. And so I was, I was thinking about those words from John and, and I, I've always thought about it. Like when we love somebody, they see the perfect love of, of God inside of us, which right. is so rad, right. you know, like that's, that's legit. But I just had this moment where I was like, no, but it applies to you too, Adam. Like, when you love somebody else, my love inside you is made perfect. Mm. And that's why it feels so good when you're loving somebody with no strings attached because you're never closer to my heart than when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the CEO who's thinking about killing himself or yeah. it's this kid. And so, I'm again, I'm all pastorish here, but there's something about it that I'm like, man, like I just when I do that, when I live that way, there's something inside of my soul that it's like, I feel more human right now than I have all week. And, I think uh, that is, so, yeah. I mean, I, instead of being pastorish, I mean, that, that is the most human of humans right there. I, you said it yeah. so well at the end. I mean, that, that is what it means to actually probably be human. If it's Genesis mm. one and two, and that was yeah. the intent of just who we were and our identities and loving each other. Well, God, yeah. it's so human. I love it. Well, and it's uh, and yet, like, you know, like just, just in our divided world, the next news story that comes out and everybody's all mm-hmm. over the place. Like I even find myself angry, but what I don't find myself angry is when I'm sitting down face to face with someone that I disagree with and actually having conversations, then I'm not angry. Yeah. So there's mm-hmm. something about like just getting face to face with people and seeing them and hearing their story. Uh, even if they disagree with you, that's just like, yeah, this, this feels right. Like this is how mm-hmm. it, it should be. And so I, I, um, again, like genuinely, whenever I'm restless or anxious, which happens often, one of my first things is like, how can I go out of my way to love somebody today? And yeah. when I do that, when I kind of have that approach to a day, it turns into the raddest adventure ever. Yeah. It's like, I did not expect to meet this person right. and to be here at this place. So, well, I love, yeah. Do you have a thought? Yeah. I just, you mentioned about a season yep. where you, felt burnt out and didn't want to love people. Didn't want to love people. And I'm curious what holds people back? Is it, is it the burnout of loving in this way or is it just other factors? Is it margin? Is it fear? Hmm. What exactly holds us back from having almost the energy and the curiosity to be that awake and aware every day to love people? That's good. I I think there's maybe two different sides to that. So the season a a few years ago was really feeling hurt. And so I think what kept, like, if you're really hurt or jaded, 
Mm. I, I think what kept me from wanting to love people was almost this screw you mentality inside yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of yeah. like, of like, I'm not doing that again. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Le- I'm not letting myself be hurt again. Like mm. you're not going to hurt me again. Like mm-hmm. kind of like these walls. Again, for me, I've never really had those walls because I've just. I mean, I did, it's just naturally, I like, of course I'm going to. So I think for me in that season, I just didn't want to trust anybody. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I don't trust anybody. Like, like, and except a few close friends, my wife, kids, Jesus, like that's it. So I, I, that's what kept me. And I think, I think for that person, what I would say is this doesn't lead to a good place. Like mm. for you, it just leads to a really jaded, bitter, miserable existence. Mm-hmm. I can remember being in high school and or even in college. And I used to just think, again, I'm so like joy comes naturally for me. I used to think, at what point do you become a jaded old 60-year-old man? Mm. Like, how do you get to be that angry? Like, really? Like you're that angry? Like, I just couldn't understand how a yeah. person could be angry. Now I ask the exact same question, but the opposite. Hmm. Hmm. How do you get to be 60 years old and still assume the best about people Hmm. and Hmm. still genuinely want to care for people? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that feels impossible. Yeah. You know, it's it's the exact thing, but totally opposite. I'm like, how do you do that? So that's that's for that kind of that, that situation of the hurt person. For me, and it's really probably my only challenge now is for that person who's burnt out mm-hmm. or, or like me, I try to do way too much. And so I'll slam my schedule. Like but even last night, I actually, my wife said, she's like, what are you doing tomorrow? Like, and I'm yeah. like, what do you mean? And she's like, have you seen your schedule? <laughs> and so it's, it's easy. It's easy for me to overload myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when I, when I overload myself, people quickly become objects, annoyances, hindrances, nuisances. I mean, it's like Mm -hmm. all the negative things like, yes, you are, you are just like something to bother me, take from me, whatever for me. That's not, doesn't sound like Jesus first off. And secondly, again, doesn't sound like a very good way to live. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and when I get in that mode, I've always said this. I feel like uh, when I do this for a long amount of times, I'll tell my wife, I feel like a robot without a soul. Mm. Right. It's just like, I feel like a machine right now. And anytime, anytime we feel like machines and robots without a soul, we start treating other people like machines and robots without a soul. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't lead to a good place. Ooh, did you hear that? I love that. That's so good. Have you guys ever felt like someone treated you like a robot or a machine? All right, on the other side of that, how many times have we treated other people like robots or overlooked them to do whatever things we need to get done or even to do God's work? And then lastly, how often do we treat ourselves and our very lives like we are machines? Just look at your schedule. Let's just check in for a moment. Am I making time to see people and be present with them? Am I making time to be present with myself and with God even in this moment? 
And so for me, and I've really, uh, I've really been trying to, this is, this is a growth area for me. I'm standing in, to that person who's been through a crappy season for me. Mine was 2018. I'm standing in the best season of my life right now. Like mm-hmm. I love life so much. I can't believe after that hard season that I'm in the best season. Um, but my only challenge is to make sure I'm not overloading it. Cause right. then again, that, yeah. I get to that place for me, what I need to do is I need to make sure I have space mm-hmm. just even bet- between something to breathe yeah, and not to cram it with social media and scrolling, yeah. but just like, just like that time to be still and notice that like right now today in Sioux Falls, it's gorgeous. Like, if you don't realize that it is like the most beautiful day and you're in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, you're living like a robot without a soul. Right. I mean, but there's so many days like this that I don't notice. Like it is gorgeous out, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I think just having that that bandwidth, because when I have that room, I'm still I still work just as hard. So it's not laziness. Hmm. I, st- I, I still work just as hard, but if I just have that buffer or if I just start the morning, like I did this, this, this morning, me and another buddy in town, well, we've done it twice now. Uh, it's the weirdest thing ever. We, it's a walk and talk. So he's a therapist in town. And we just, we did this about a month and a half ago, him and I, he's just like, Hey, instead of grabbing coffee, do you want to go on a walk? And I'm like, sure. Well, three different friends of his saw him and three different friends of mine saw me. And a couple of them said, well, I'd like to hang out with you guys when you go on a walk. And so he's just like, how about we just like invite other people to go on a walk with us? And I'm like, that's, that's the weirdest thing ever, but I think it's fantastic. Let's do it. Yeah. And so like this morning we did it again. And we walked all over on this beautiful morning. You couldn't have picked it. And it just makes you feel human. And so when I have back to that question, like the, the burnout, if I have some room again, and not laziness, I, I, I'm like the laziness, like for me is like, oh, that just how I'm wired, right. but just having space, then I feel human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel I'm, I got a soul inside mm. me. And then I start treating other people like humans, mm-hmm. like they got a soul inside mm-hmm. of them. And I can tell, you know, love each other like as yourself, you know, it's like, well, I, I can't love others like myself if I treat myself like crap. Right. Or I view myself like crap. But gosh, if when I know that I'm human, I, I it just comes easier for me. Yeah. Like I, I just have more grace and I'm like, man, I've, I know what it's like to have a crappy day. I get, I bet, I bet she, I bet he yeah. was having a crappy day. And so that's, Long answer long. I've been just thinking this whole idea of autopilot has mm-hmm. really has mm-hmm. been really shaping me these past like few months. I mean, how much of my life is on autopilot and non-intentional? <laughs> yeah. And it's like those same days that you could have the same amount of things going on mm-hmm. or you could have, you know, the same calendar, but it's autopilot or intentional through that. And it's work yes. to be intentional. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're in good company, man. Tim and I walk and talk all the time. Mm-hmm. That's how our relationship really got. But we like get it. Do you guys sweat when you walk? Because we're uh, we might like compete and just see who can walk a little harder. Uh, okay, I love everything you're saying, and I relate so much. The burnout, all of it. Mm-hmm. The like fill my calendar stuff. I love the idea of like you are what you practice. So we can practice either like being miserable every day and be 60 yeah. and hate people or practice loving people every day and be mm. 60 and still find like mm. curiosity mm-hmm. and joy in life. Yeah. I'm wondering what the switch was for right. you 
uh, in that dark season. Mm-hmm. Great question. To, to go from, because I had a really similar season in 17 uh, and 18. And there were a few moments in my life when I can, I can pinpoint and say, oh, that small thing or that thing like really flipped a switch. And for mm-hmm. me, it was really like weird things that weren't like life shattering, but, but it did make a change. What was a change for you that got you back onto um, opening yourself up to loving people again? Mm-hmm. Oof, maybe maybe two um different I'm sorry, I don't want to jump in, but does it have anything to do with the moment that you became really bald? Because I feel like <laughs> when you're closer right, to Jesus, because right. that's kind of what he did. <laughs> the moment I actually became really bald, uh, this is another thing I tell men that I see any receding hairline, I'm like, one of the best decisions you ever make, buddy. Just go for it's it. Just the go, skull blade. Down the go, yeah. Do the yeah, skull just go, blade. Just, just, just go down as far as you can. I'm holding out um, so I can grow a beard. What's this? Says. I don't want to go bald before I grow a beard, you know? I, I just you. feel like you need one or the other. You do need one or you do need one or the other. No, for 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 me it's kind of two different things. Um through my dark time, one of the things that got highlighted inside of me was the people pleaser. And um I, I mentioned elementary school whatever. Well, we moved in 6th grade to a new town and I went from being the biggest loser in my class to having the cutest girl in the new town call me uh, in this new town. And I thought it was a joke. Mm. Like I thought it was a setup and it wasn't. And so then like from then on, never struggled at, at, at all, mm. but I struggled my whole life with being a people pleaser, mm-hmm. you know, like just those hidden lies that you have inside you, not mm-hmm. to get all therapist and whatever, but what were the lies? If people really get to know you, they'll they'll leave you. Okay, mm-hmm. like they'll right. find out the nerd that you were um, before this new change and mm-hmm. before you went to college. They'll find out the true story and they'll be done. Like mm-hmm. you're not that special. You like you. They might like you at first, but if they get to know you, they're not going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is a terrible way to be a pastor because. Um, so I. I mean, I was just people pleasing, people pleasing, people pleasing, but. You, you look back, that's not love. Right. Like, yes. you right. don't love, that, that's not love. That's like, if I do enough, will you love me? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of like this backwards manipulation, yeah. honestly. It's like, so I, I, that was one of the huge things of like, no, love is like, regardless of how they feel about you. You know, I had, before that hard season, I can't think of anybody that would have said, like, even thought hard things or bad things about me. And so like, I just really began to like, no, like love, like has no strings attached, even though your love has not looked like any strings attached, you still are doing this in hopes that they'll like you. So I I think that was a huge shift for me. And also like another huge shift for me was just like, you know, as a, as a leader, as a boss, like I, 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 I didn't do a great job of caring for my team, the staff that worked Mm. for me. And not, I was never like this hard, angry boss ever. That's yeah, the opposite right, of me, right, right. people pleaser. But I had, I, you know, I, I, I ran hard. And, um, mm. and so I, I think just even like acknowledging that, like um, that, that's, I, I'm surprised I'm even saying this, but like, I just really like, no, like they got, your team has to know you care about them, Adam, yeah. instead mm. of just like Pleasing running. Him. Like, and so like, that was a huge shift. The other thing that for, for me was just rhythms, like, uh, which I feel like is like the, a hot word right now is like mm-hmm. have healthy rhythms, but right. as a recovering workaholic, that's a, that's a growth area for me. So I just, right. 
as far as like having some space in my schedule and uh, starting off the day of just being still with God, be still like I sit outside my, my front of my house and I watch the birds and feel the breeze as I'm, you know, reading through the book of Mark or I, I think just having those healthy things to start off the day, reminding myself I'm human. Um, because when I skip that and immediately jump into my day, I go into robot mode. Yeah. And uh, again, that I, it's just like, no, that you're not going to do the day very well like this. And then it's hard to get out because it's like, well, I got another meeting, another meeting, another right. meeting. But when I start out the day, not just on Sunday morning and it sets me up. Like for, for <laughs> me, I'm one of those people, the moment I'm not walking with Jesus it's, it's like, it's evident. It's not like evident three weeks from now. It's evident as fast as like, if I unplugged that light right there, it would turn off and you'd be like, man, that light was just working five seconds ago. I don't know why it's not working. Well, if you plug it in, like I, I, it probably will work. So you plug it back in and 10 minutes later, someone trips and unplugs it. I don't know what's wrong with that thing. It won't work. Well, I bet if you plug it, like that is my soul. The mo like in the most non-pastorous way, the the moment I'm not walking with Jesus, it's as evident as like unplugging me. It's like, man, this thing was working. My soul was working five seconds ago. Like, I don't know why. Well, if you plug it back in, it probably will work. It's just, oh gosh, thank God the light still works. So what's what's that mean to plug that in? And are you just seeing that? Because for me, I, I feel that internally. I don't know if other people see that maybe in hmm. the, but what, what's that look like to plug in? And I, I yeah, go for yeah, it. Yeah, you know, like, there's the typical, like, read your Bible. Right, 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 right. Pray, like, so I, that's part of it. But for me, it's just, like, really that, you know, Brother Lawrence practicing the presence of God, like, yeah. just, like, the, throughout the day, like, yep. hey, mm -hmm. hey, God, like, I would you just help? Like, I'm just worried about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, it's not, like, it's not, like, this, you know, like, pray, like, close the eyes and all this. It's just like, hey, God, I could really get used. Like, Lord, help me to come into this next meeting. I Like, I know this is going to be a hard conversation. Like, I think just, and, and also just acknowledge, like, it is just beautiful out mm. today. Like, that's just, you know, like, just like, I think it's just that pace of life that's sustainable. And it's not just me trying to do it. It's, it's really just this mm. acknowledgement of God throughout it. I love it. Yeah. You know, even like, even in those conversations where you're just like, I just want to, like, this is so annoying. <laughs> it's like, God, would you just help me to understand? Like they might be going through some things and like, I just, it's, it's just that kind yes. of throughout the day and the most non, mm. I don't even know how to explain. No, it. that's beautiful. Yeah. The word I keep coming to mind, like keeps coming to mind for me is like awareness. Like mm. it seems yeah. like. You're able to become self-aware at some point and just figure out, hey, this is what I'm doing. That's a tough road. Right. Yeah. Like, that's a big one, right? Mm. We've, we've almost have to be self-aware before we can be aware of other people, of God, of any of those things. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious how you figured that out. And then the other things just seem like you're just opening yourself up to be aware of where God is and where he's moving. Mm -hmm. And then you're able to see God and other people and meet him there. Mm. Um Tell me how you became self-aware or becoming uh, how you're becoming. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 honestly, it's, that's maybe it. Like self-awareness is huge. I, I think that season brought it up to me uh -huh. yeah. um, and yeah. really just put it in my face of this like, Hey, yeah, this is a crappy situation, Adam, but you're not totally innocent. 
Like Mm -hmm. how you've ran for the last decade is caught up with you. Hmm. And what's it like to be on the other side of you? And even though you're not this angry boss, are you an anxious boss? Because people feel that. Yeah. You know, what is your motivation? Yeah. And so I I think the self-awareness, whether you're a leader, whoever you are, it's the greatest gift that you can give to your coworkers, your spouse, your kids. Hmm. I mean, like, I think, and I think when we acknowledge it, it's just like, oh, he sees it. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I can have grace with that person. Totally. It's the person who doesn't see it and doesn't acknowledge it and yeah. it isn't working on it. I mean, a buddy of mine, if they're self-aware and they're, they're working on it, I got all the grace in the world. Right. You know, and people are, it's so, it's so bizarre. People are drawn to that person. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The person who's still broken, like yeah. the person who's still yep. Very mm-hmm. broken. If they're self-aware, people are like, I'm in her corner. I'm in, I'm in his corner. Mm-hmm. Like I'm with them. Yeah. Yeah. But they're kind of, yeah, totally. But he's working on it. She's like, you know, like there's just, so I, I think, I think the awareness part is huge of just myself and also what you said of, of God, of just being aware of where God's at work and where he, where just where he's at in my life and in my, my, my day is huge. And those two things together are mm-hmm. are critical, but I think also giving permission mm-hmm. to people to tell you, like mm-hmm. close friends, yes, and your spouse, and just whoever, for them to tell you, and also they've maybe been trying to tell you for ten years, right? <laughs> right. Yes. right. Yeah. yeah, you no, know, totally. it's like I've been trying to tell you, you just haven't listened. Yep. And so um, for me, that like really that was. Um, I think that's what, what I felt like God was telling me was, hey, Adam, uh, whether I cause this or not, the situation, I've been trying to get your attention with this people pleaser thing since you were a little kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we're going to deal with it. Yeah. Like I, I like now you have to. I mean, you have no options. Yeah. And so I think that that was a, a, just a huge part of it. But that awareness piece is 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 so critically important. It makes me think of uh, we we're talking to Bob Goff and his, one of his things that he would always do is, is say, what's it like to live on the other side of me? Just like what mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. And that line is, I mean, I never really thought about it as like a recipe for self-awareness. Mm-hmm. It really is just like a great practice or rhythm to put into play is like, what, what's it like on the other side of me? You know, no yeah. judgment, no, like I'm terrible. It's just, huh. I'm just being curious about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And then I love the idea of asking, but it, that can get a little dangerous too. Because certain people have been trying to say that. Like, my wife's probably trying to say things for the past 10 years yeah. subtly. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't understand what you're talking about. And then she'll say something like, no, I'm not. You're an idiot. You're yeah. dumb. You got to come in. <laughs> you're ugly. Yeah. Open everything. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that it's is. So that, I mean, that, that is probably the basis of self-awareness yeah. is yeah. coming with humility, a right mm-hmm. view of oneself, mm-hmm. which is beautiful and tainted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. So, well, something something else too, and this is so, I don't, I can't even fully explain this. So Enneagram, I am a three achiever, mm-hmm. climb a hill, reach a goal type of a person. So yeah. that is in my wiring. And yet since that time, it's, it's, uh, I've hit a wall, like a ceiling where it's, it's almost so strong. It's physically there. Mm-hmm. It's in a way that I can't even explain like, Hey, Ad, like I'll reach that breaking point. And it has to come, it has to come from God or be God. Cause I'll hit this like wall. Like you can't do anything more. Mm-hmm. You need to cancel the next mm-hmm. appointments. You need to whatever. And at first when it would happen, I would get angry. 
Cause it's like, no, you need to, I need to do yeah, this. I can do this. That. And I still got four things. And so I would get, I would be in a room by myself getting angry. And God was like, that's awesome. Uh, you're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, yeah. I, would, I would just be like, and I didn't even like, I don't even know what is stopping me, but it was so, and now I'm beginning to realize uh, that is the kindest thing that could possibly be done right. for somebody uh-huh. like mm-hmm. me. Right. I've just like, again, it's yeah. so hard. I can't even explain it because I am a, I am a get the ball to the end zone type of person. Yeah. And it's like, no, you telling me that I can't is just going to make me dig my mm-hmm. heels even more. Watch this. <laughs> yeah. it's like, but it's just there. And I, I don't know what that looks like for, for whoever's like in different people's lives. But that for me, it, again, at first it was such a frustration, but now I see it as the greatest gift. Yeah. I'm a three as well. And uh, sounds like we've got really similar stories. Both douchebags. No. Yeah. Basically. What I meant, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said Darush. Darush is a new it's a, derivative. It's Bulgarian. Bulgarian. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, I met a Bulgarian guy this week. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's, that's why they came out. Yeah. Uh, so it, it sounds like we're kind of on similar paths too. This year, I've decided, and this is probably my three coming out in a weird sideways way. So I've like decided, well, I'm not going to create my own adventure this year, which would which would typically, because I'm a musician, it's like go out and make tours and make sure I've got a full calendar and I'm mm-hmm. just yep. killing it and making money and all these things. So I said, okay, God, I am going to do one weekend a month and I'm not going to try to do one weekend a month. Like, let's see if you can provide one. And it has been a tough season, hmm. but every month... I mean, my my calendar is almost done now for this year. And there was a stretch of about eight weeks between February and March where my one weekend a month was like the first weekend and then the last weekend of those two months. And I was about like week five. I was like, I'm a worthless human being. What am I doing? You know, but it, it's yes. been a, it's been a really hmm. interesting exercise over the course of time. And I'm sure my wife has some ideas about how interesting it is, too, hmm. because of especially that little uh, piece of time, but it's an interesting exercise of faith. Like God, mm-hmm. will you provide if I don't create my own way? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing. And also like, can I create space and can I make this yeah. margin? And, and then what can I fill it with and what kind mm-hmm. of like yeah. life giving things can I fill it with? And so, you know, it's been, it's been interesting mm-hmm. uh, to say the least, but that's not everybody's story, but I can relate to kind of where you are uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, one of the what kind of a thought that came to mind. So I often in the past have worked it where I will try to uh, make a connection happen, mm-hmm. right? Or, or like I'm like, gosh, if I could just get to know that person, then that could possibly happen, and that could possibly happen. And a shift that took place in me is, um, and it was it's so so my so oftentimes I would be able to make it happen. Like I would actually get myself into a room. Right. And every moment that I was in that room, in quotes, I was miserable because it felt like I needed to keep performing for the person. Mm -hmm. I needed to keep dancing to make them feel impressed. Yeah. And it was just gross. You know, I'm like, I sold my soul to get in this room. I need to keep doing it. Yeah. And um, something shifted where I'm just like, I don't, why do I keep doing that to myself? Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. miserable. Yeah. Yep. Something I've noticed though, is when God or whoever opens the door for you, 
because you weren't singing and dancing to get yourself in the room. Right. When you're in the room, you can just be you, Adam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they actually wanted you. Mm-hmm. They didn't want some crap version of you. Yeah. They didn't want you selling your soul or spinning plates or whatever. They just, they just picked you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, and that's, again, that's hard for someone wired like us. And yet it's, it's, and it's just like, man, and there's so much peace in this room. Yeah. Right. There's so much joy. And there's right. this person I never thought I would ever have like be in the same room with. And I'd have no pressure on me. You could be aware of other people. I mean, that that's when you're seeing, that's when you're seeing Damn. a kid in that mm-hmm. moment. That's mm-hmm. when you're seeing or wanting to have seen that that yes. the CEO is you're actually able to. There's enough space in your heart that you're putting that into the rhythm of your life to see other people. Just that That's intentionality it. is so good, man. I, I love that. I also I think we're rethinking stillness with people. That's what it sounds like. We're va- we're reintroducing the value of being still with people, not in maybe a physical, non-moving way, but in in the chaos and in mm-hmm. the whirlwind of your life and pausing, you have to sell books, but we're going to pause for a second, which is what Jesus practiced stillness with people. But when you do that, it triggers almost the insecurity of what if I'm not something mm-hmm. right? So if yep. I practice stillness with people, what if I'm lazy? Mm-hmm. What right. if I'm not performing then? Right. What if I'm not someone who, you know, is a creative cause now I'm not creating. So there's yep. like a, an interesting point of when I'm still with people, I'm inviting them to also value being present, but I'm also surrendering my biggest fear of what if I'm this other thing? Uh. And if I'm still enough, it's going to be exposed. Mm. But really there's like a beauty of like, we are both so fully present that it doesn't really matter what we're producing right now. Like this has as much value as the seven meetings I had this morning. Mm -hmm. So it's all, it's almost a rethinking of like, how are we still with people that's not a 30 minute meditation. And if it is, that's awesome. But the reality is like everyone's in such a different place that can we be still from dancing, performing, right. gaining, creating to where we acknowledge I'm just me right now. You're just you right now, wherever that is. Even if this conversation is not my favorite, <laughs> I'm, I'm practicing being still because I want you mm. to value it as much as I think God values it. It makes me think again, like you've got to be able to be still with yourself. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of like when Jesus said, like, I've come so that my joy might be your joy. Like the most joy I've ever found in my life. And you just said this a second ago. It's like in those moments when you're still with yourself and you're present to other people mm-hmm. and you trust God for those things, like all the other crap kind of goes away. Yeah, and uh, And that's where like, satisfaction and joy and happiness Wholeness. and all of those things blessing, blessing mm-hmm. come and and then well we get in the reciprocalness of it like you were talking about love it's like well i'm loving this person and it feels like a gift but actually i'm getting it and it's like oh wow the whole point is this reciprocal communal nature of like everything yeah mm-hmm. and maybe that's jesus's whole point hmm. yeah to get to get to that though it's so crazy because you can have it in yourself, but then to have another person in that mm-hmm. is, uh, I mean, it's so foreign right now, like yeah. right. because of who, just even myself, it's so foreign for it to happen. I, I read recently, I'm rereading all my seminary books and I, I've been reading through all of Henry Nouwen's mm. uh, stuff recently mm. again, which is just incredible. Mm. But he talked about a dear friend of his 
And um, he said, we, we met, we said hello. And for 40 minutes, we sat in stillness with together unintentionally. And I got, I felt uncomfortable yes. just even reading yes. it. I'm just like, what does this look like? You know, but he just said, he, he, I think he used the word how intimate it was just with his friendship. And I thought, what a powerful, I, I, I can do that with my wife. Like we can be totally yeah. quiet and yet connected. The only other person that I, I, and my kids as well, um, I can do that of just being like with my daughter. I mean, I like, She's still at the place where she'll let me put my hand on top of hers. Yeah. And my my dad is the other person that comes to mind. I can I can be in the presence with my dad and we don't have to say a word mm-hmm. um, and still feel intimately connected. And yet that's such a unique foreign thing. And I'm like, we need more of those, those relationships where it's just like, you know, and maybe you're watching a game together or mm-hmm. you're you're, you're, you're doing it like at a concert together, but you don't have to even speak. And there's just this holy connection of just being still. And yeah. I, I found my, at first I was uncomfortable reading it, but when I got close to the end of the, kind of that little story in the book, I found myself longing for it. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, I just, I long for more of these relationships where you just, there's no performing, like we're mm-hmm. not even talking to each other. Right. And yet um, it's such a foreign thing. Love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. There's so much good in this. Thank you so much, Adam, for oh, being on this honored. with us. Yeah, this this is the honestly probably one of the most candid conversation podcasts I've ever been on. This that's is, our this vibe, is baby. Special. Let's go. <laughs> this is something special. And mm. you have a podcast called The Conversation. Is that correct? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's um. It's been, I've had it for a few years now, and it's been just a fun journey. Um. It, the reason I continue to do it, hopefully it encourages somebody else, but it's given me an excuse just to connect with random, random people uh, here in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a whole lot of people coming through Sioux Falls. So it's fun to connect with people, authors, musicians, but even here locally, I, I'm doing a series coming up where I'm, I'm just interviewing friends of mine here in Sioux Falls that have no platform or following and yeah. yet have beautiful stories. Did mm-hmm. we play Sioux Falls the other day? I felt that I, I texted him saying, Hey, I think we're near you. Yeah. I think we did. Yeah. I feel like we were close. Yeah. yeah. And it, it hurt my feelings a little bit. That he didn't come. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I've got other things fine. to do and to no perform. No, I was so sad that I missed it. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't hurt. Not that bad. Um, okay, bro. We've got a uh, 10,000 thoughts real quick. This is speed round. Do the right thing. Okay. <laughs> Um, do you know a Bulgarian? I do not know a Bulgarian. Mm. I, I don't either. I, I don't know the last time I talked I know to two one. Now. You yeah. know two now. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, one, right, one to zero right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a competition. The three head to head. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I was just thinking about it. That was just such a random, or a Bulgarian. <laughs> well, I just met a Bulgarian the other day. <laughs> Uh, he's just uh, sharing life with us. Yes, I like that. Let's go. <laughs> How about you not talk? Um, <laughs> and we'll just sit and not talk. Um, actually, we've done a lot of that many times. Because um, on the road, you just, okay, I'm going to shut up. Okay, this is 10,000 thoughts. Okay, last place you visited. Last place I visited, Bismarck, North Dakota, which is such a weird thing, but that's where I was last week. Oh, wow. Does that even count? I think we're, no, I don't even think it counts. Bismarck is so cold. I mean, it's uh, cold in South Dakota. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is brutal in Bismarck. But away from that, gosh, 
What a, it's actually a really legit town. Right. I don't I'm know, an old house there. guy. It's got a really neat old house mm. district and downtown's got this, a sweet coffee shop, brewery, all this kind of stuff going on. Gosh, thank you. Uh, something you're bad at. Oh gosh, everything. I, I, I wish I was, I, I'm bad at construction type stuff, like Ooh. building stuff. Yep. And I wish I wasn't. But yes. do you have like an inflated sense of ego around it or confidence? Because I am too, but I'll walk through like a furniture store with my wife and be like, I could build that table. No problem. Oh, the only thing, actually, the only thing I've ever built was our kitchen table. We have it at our guest house right now. So it's still in existence, but that's the only thing. And I might have had help from a friend who was actually designing it. So there you go. Gosh, you didn't find your match. Because <laughs> Chris was like, yeah, I think I could totally build that. Oh, see that couch she's on right now? I could totally it. do that. Seamstress, no worries. The best thing, sorry, really quick, when we're on the road or anywhere with people, Chris will see something like a business. He's like, huh, I wonder if I could get yep. into that. Yeah. I think I could do that business. Mm-hmm. And then he starts asking people all these questions about how to like start. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, I've that is the, that is one hundred percent me. I got you? the okay. PNL figured 100%. out. One hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking to a guy. We were getting driven somewhere on the road. Yeah, yeah. And he he, he delivered puppies. He delivers puppies. Yeah. And Chris is in the back going, well, if I wonder if I, how much do you get per dog? Like, how I mean, much does it cost? Like, how long do you have to keep these dogs? What, how much a day does it cost to feed them? You know. It's a lot uh, okay, you at the age of twenty one. What what's the question with me at the age of twenty one? I believe I just gave it to you. You at the age of twenty one. Mm-hmm. Me at the age of twenty one. What I um I I was uh, getting my master's degree at the time. No, I I was going into my I was my last year of school of college. I was getting my business degree at Augustana College. I uh, was dating my wife um, who would become my wife. Had no idea I was going to be a pastor, but still didn't want to be a pastor. Right. Uh, how far is too far? Oh, sorry. Oh that's gosh. the wrong question. That's, I've got a note for my no, kids. I, I okay. probably push that to, uh, for me, I always okay. have to ask that question and like meeting a random stranger. Uh, and it's like, can I, can I invite them into my home? Can I invite them to supper? I should probably good. talk my, to my introverted wife. Before that's I do that. so good. Sorry. I was just on a high school uh, youth trip. And so that, that, <laughs> oh th- that question's on my mind. Okay. Um, happy place. My happy place is my my chair right out in front of my house, eating peanuts, feeding my squirrel named Patrick. Good old Patty. So much Patty. there. Uh, favorite <laughs> favorite TV character. Favorite TV character the um the mom on the Goldbergs. Oh, my Ooh. friend is on that show. Oh, she Name is drop. my favorite. <laughs> Plot twist: the mom. <laughs> yeah, not the mom. Okay, bad habit. Bad habit. Oh my goodness. Uh, chewing my nails and saying yes when I know I should probably say no. Mm. Strong. Uh, mm. Pet peeve. Pet peeve. Uh, people celebrating the downfall of other people. Uh, Ooh. Ooh, gosh, that could be a whole like podcast. I know, I know. I was like, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll write that right after this. <laughs> uh, Adam, thanks so much for being on this with us. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, thanks. thanks to the three of you and genuinely and thoroughly enjoyed this. Good. Well, Small thanks, razor. Is we'll that what, 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 skull, skull, skull blade. Skull blade. Skull oh blade. Gosh. Skull oh blade. Two thousand. What, what, what was it? Was it skull razor? I don't remember. Instead of like being paid for it. <laughs> a skull shaver. Skull I, we need to get you. Need, oh you need gosh. to make them a sponsor. Skull blade. Yeah, we got the wrong. Skull blade. <laughs> Two thousand. Okay. Twenty-two. Well, uh, next time we're in Sioux Falls, ignore us again. See you That's later. <laughs> Good to see you, man. Thank Guys, you. Guys, thank it. you so much. On 
thing I really loved about our conversation with Adam Weber today was just his ability to be self-aware. I think a lot of his ability to be able to love people and meet people where yeah. they were and then kind of do most of the things that he talked about in the podcast was because he was able to come to a place and just acknowledge himself and mm-hmm. some of these places that he was lacking or trying to perform or, or you know, doing too much, honestly. Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of us can find value in taking a step back and saying, hey, who am I? And like, how am I to be around? Like, how do other people perceive me? I think you said that in the podcast as well. It's, it's such an awesome and uh, incredible, valuable tool that we have. If we can just take a step back, be a little self-aware, uh, it gives us opportunity to do a lot of things in life. Yeah. When he asked himself, so what's it look like to live on the other side of me? That's right. Yeah. That is such a profound comment. When, if we're all able to ask that question, what's it look like to live on the other side of me, whether it's people that you work with or your family, mm-hmm. my kids, my wife, mm-hmm. coworkers, you guys. Yeah. In this conversation, I think Adam Weber invites us to rethink stillness with people and kind of invite ourselves and others to value being present in the middle of the chaos, in the middle of the crazy, um, busy world we live in or a tragedy to take a moment to just kind of breathe with other people. And maybe that's what we can walk into moving forward after this conversation is just being being still with people, mm. valuing it by pausing and seeing who's in front of you and who's asking for maybe your attention in that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm.